0: North Carolina has a second straight road trip this weekend as they travel to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. What will the Panthers bring to the table, and can the Tar Heels hold them under 60 points? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. it's friday september 9th 2022 welcome into the locked on tar heels podcast the only daily north carolina show out there i'm your host isaac shade and i want to thank you for making locked on tar heels your first listen or your first watch every single day please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts so you can subscribe right now to make sure that you don't miss a minute of your team every day today's episode is brought to you by bet online Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Folks, it is a special pleasure today to be joined by Ben Moore of Twenty Four Seven Sports, who covers Georgia State as a beat writer, but all the more so. Because believe it or not, we are from the same high school on the south side of Atlanta in McDonough, Georgia, Eagles Landing High School. For those of you watching on YouTube, I've got one of my uh, baseball hats that I wore as a baseball player there. Uh, Ben graduated in 1999. I graduated in 2002. So we probably just overlapped Ben's senior year, my freshman year. And uh, hopefully I wasn't too much of a twerp. But what a crazy set of circumstances that here we find ourselves together today on Locked on Tar Heels, talking about what we both do now occupationally. Ben, it's so great to have you. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for making it happen and uh, enjoy it. and always, always proud to talk to another Golden Eagle, uh, regardless
0: of the topic. (laughs) Yes, love it. Unfortunately, we are at odds today, but I'm sure it'll be a great conversation. So let's just get right into some big picture things, some storyline stuff. I love it. So many neat things Uh, for the Panthers. This is the first time in school history hosting a power five opponent. What does that mean to this program?
1: Yeah, it's enormous. You know, when you when you, know, you grow up in the state of Georgia and, and even, even around the South, uh, you know, programs have been playing, you know, like the University of Georgia down the street has been playing since the 1880s. You've got Georgia Tech, uh, you know, quite literally the closest two colleges in college football together, uh, right? Li- literally right down the street, have been playing same same time time frame. Uh, the Georgia State Panthers have only been a program for 13 years. So yeah, I tell people yeah. they're, they're as old as middle schoolers. So you can't have generations <laughs> of fans when you have don't even have a generation worth of Football to, to be played, but uh, they made the rapid ascent basically from 2010 uh, up to the the Big Boy League, right? The, uh, the football championship or football championship series to football bowl subdivision, and yeah. jumped in the Sun Belt. Um, and you know, o- over the last few years, have have really gotten their sea legs, and and. Um, kind of carved out a niche under head coach Sean Elliott and a credit to him and his staff for really, really building the program. And And I talked to him very early talking about changing the DNA of the program. You know, but in, Before it was more all about losing and, hey, there's no fans in the stands and things like that, uh, going some places like Oregon and Alabama and Washington and just going and collecting a huge paycheck and really getting beat down. Um, now, really since 2019, you know, 2020, 2021, um, they've gone in and beat a team like Tennessee, and, and now you host a Power Five opponent, and this will be the first of, of multiple Power Five opponents that come to uh, Center Park Credit Union Stadium uh, over the next few years. They will host Georgia Tech uh, in coming years after a home-and-home deal there. They will host Vanderbilt in a home-and-home deal there. Uh, as well, and there's others on the horizon that the conversations have happened. So um, you're just really seeing the evolution of this program, and and to be quite candid, uh, you know, it's it's a huge credit to UNC and and, and really any other programs um, that will actually allow them to go to some level, <laughs> level programs. But they realize they're going to get good games. I mean, you know, I think you saw that uh, certainly last, last week, week. <laughs> last week in the, the road game against App State. You know, the, the importance to App State, and and of course the Tar Heels, uh, you know, able to escape with the victory there. But just looking at how big that was for the Appalachian State program, Absolutely. you know, they, they came in and brought a ton of seats there and, and uh, you know, had their largest crowd ever, over 40,000. Um, and it's an enormous boon for a program in in the Sun belt. Ah. Yeah, like that. That was that was slightly intentional journalism major. Um, but no, I, I think the biggest thing ultimately, you know, for, for a program like GSU, again, that, that's trying to find. You know, they're, they're placing in an extremely crowded marketplace here in Atlanta. You've got great pro sports. You've got, obviously, national champions in the University of Georgia. You've got, uh, you know, great programs, you know, professional programs as well, as you mentioned, the Braves. You've got Falcons or up the Street Hawks. You know, you've got to win in Atlanta in order to get any kind of level That's of right. attention. And right. you also need to play some re- reputable names. I mean, there's not a whole lot of average Joe and Jane fans that are going to leave their seats to go see Louisiana Monroe or Texas State. So, you know what, hey, you your first home game of 2022 is the University of North Carolina with a legendary coach. Let's not forget that. I mean, Matt yeah. Brown, you know, yeah. has uh, has won national championship as well. So, um, I think it's an incredible opportunity, certainly for GSU, and, and uh, looking forward uh, to the contest on Saturday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said the right word there, Ben. Carolina escaped Boone, North Carolina with that victory last weekend, and it's To that point, it's an interesting two game stretch for both North Carolina and Georgia state for Carolina it's two straight road games at Sunbelt teams for Georgia state it's back to back power five schools, if i'm not mistaken, for the first time in program history also. Uh, What what do you think the Panthers learned about themselves last week in South Carolina that they can translate over to this week.
1: Yeah, I think it was it was a big emotional size. We were talking a little bit off air there. Head coach Sean Elliott's from the state of South Carolina. Yeah. It was absolutely a homecoming for him. He kind of was handed a grenade basically when Steve Spurrier <laughs> abruptly retires, you know, at the, at, at the end of the season, and, and he coaches out the last five games there uh, for the Gamecocks. But you know, an emotional. Uh, thing as well as, it, as Coach Sean Elliott's from the state of South Carolina. He had 20 scholarship players from the state of South Carolina and five from Columbia that were making their homecoming basically mm-hmm. there. So it was emotional all around there, but they were able to manage the emotions there. And and really from, an, from a defensive point of view, when you had Spencer Rattler, you know, who had got all the Heisman hype pri- previous, um, you know, they, they really made him feel uncomfortable. You know, kind of moved him off his spot, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, forced him into mistakes. You know, got him picked off twice in the game. Um, Columbia or South Carolina native Quay White picked those two balls off. And, and I think that's that's where this evolution of this program is gone, is not only just, you know, being able to compete for a couple, you know, for a quarter or two quarters or maybe a half, you know, being able to stare these SEC and ACC programs in the face and say, look, we're not just happy to be here anymore. Yep. We're looking yep. to actually, you know, make plays to win the game. And, and I will tell you, I mean, talking to Georgia State fans and even some of the players and, and coaches, and hearing Sean Elliott after the game, he was disappointed. I mean, no, knowing hmm. you know you had two basically disastrous special teams scenarios where you get two punt blocks for a touchdown, which had not happened to South Carolina in twenty-two years. Uh, and, of course, you know, that was that was Sean Elliott's gift, I guess, back to his uh, his home state, basically. <laughs> Here you go. But he, he was upset about that, and and really you can't, you know, pick and choose what you want to, but you remove those two plays out of there, and it's basically an even game, you know, throughout four quarters. So that's what I think they want to build on. Offensively, they know they want to get better. Um, this is a rush-first team. They want to run the ball. They'll run the ball yeah. to anybody. Yeah. 200, 200 yards against south carolina 257 last year against auburn um they want to run the football but i know they want to get a little bit better in the passing game and they certainly have the weapons to do it and, and for the most part they came out you know health-wise pretty good for game two which is always what you want when you play a power five team
0: absolutely absolutely can we get out of town healthy and be respectable in the process now georgia state north carolina met last year in chapel hill in keenan stadium to look at the score It was a lopsided game, but to have watched the game, I don't, I don't remember, like I was trying to put myself back in that place. I didn't feel like it was as lopsided as the score indicated. What are some things we can learn from the matchup last year to put into this year's game?
1: Yeah, you just saw ultimately, and, and uh, what, what was interesting to me, that the, the Panthers unfortunately got hit really, really hard with COVID-19 the week of the Army That's game, great. so week one. They had about nine starters out for that week one game um, at, at home. Then, of course, when you don't practice, you don't play. So then you, you had a scenario where another five or six starters missed the UNC game that following week. And, and as you mentioned, I, mean, I went back and looked and, and even charted some of the plays there. It was very close. They kind of nip and tuck in the first half. And then Sean right. Elliott kind of rolled the dice there on, on a uh, fake punt um, that he still says he would call because basically <laughs> the play call was right. They just didn't execute it uh, deep in, in, uh, you know, in their own territory. Uh, but then you just saw the Sam Howell show, really. Uh, he, he got out off you know offensively, uh, got out running the football, and the Panthers defense was just victimized by by just complete blown coverage. And then you just saw the wheels, you know, just start rolling. They really couldn't get off the field on third down. and, and obviously Sam Howell and the Tar Hills had a huge game. But in the second half of that game uh, was when Darren Granger, who's the quarter, current quarterback, he started getting reps in that game, kind of in garbage time, just got his feet wet, was you know, four of six passing the football. And Coach Sean Elliott made the change to to go to to Granger and made some other kind of slight substitutions and he got a little bit healthier and they went eight and three after that and were one of the hottest teams in the nation to finish up and you just really saw their offense you know kind of wake back up their defense what they have continued to do is be very very opportunistic this isn't a top you know twenty five defense nationally sure, but sure. they're they're very tough they slant they stunt. They get after opposing quarterbacks and really are looking to move guys off the spot. And and I think building confidence uh, from that, being able to know, hey, look, this is going to be a similar style offense with a less experienced quarterback this time around. Um, he's sure. still obviously super talented. He's got skill, skill uh, weapons all up and down. But yeah. um, it's one of those scenarios where, hey, they at least have, have an idea of what they're facing. And I think that will certainly help them this weekend
0: absolutely great stuff there ben we're gonna get just a little more down into the weeds on both sides of the ball when carolina has the ball when georgia state has the ball in just a second right after i tell you all about bet online bet online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest football league developments game matchups news and podcasts including this year's opening week games Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sport and events, including MMA, MLB, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's get into looking at the meat of this game. We're first going to talk about when Carolina has the ball and Georgia State's on defense. Now, Ben, the the Carolina offense has been humming under Drake May. It's been doing well uh, so far. Obviously, that's against Florida A&M and App State, so there's something to that. Um, But this offense under Drake May has been doing really well. What should we be looking for from the Panthers to try and upset that rhythm? Yeah, the biggest thing ultimately, I, I think, is, is applying pressure, right?
1: If on the front seven, you really have to get after the quarterback and, and really force him to move out of the pocket. Um, you know, they did that last week against Spencer Rattler. Uh, when, when you give good quarterbacks time, they're going to pick you apart. Uh, what, what I think is, a, is certainly something to keep an eye on is App State uh, runs a variation of basically the same defense. So I think ultimately, you know, defensive coordinator Nate Fewplay and, and head coach Sean Elliott can really take a look at that film and say, all right, here's how they attacked. it, And obviously it didn't work. Um, because Drake may had a huge game and was able to, you know, kind of get get move his team up and down the field there in the, in the wild one there, but um, u- ultimately being able to find where you're going to have pressure, um, the Panthers do want to pressure from all three levels. You saw that against South Carolina, they blitz, you know, from the defensive line linebackers. They will send guys weak side, strong side. Um, they they have capable blitzers on all levels. Um, they have very experienced defensive backs as well. Um, you have Clay White, who had a very strong game against South Carolina, had five tackles, two picks. Uh, pass breakup in the end zone, uh, which forced a long South Carolina field goal um, as well. Uh on the back in the back end, I, I call him the Sunbelts version of the honey badger, uh <laughs> Antavius Lame. Uh he is yeah. he is nicknamed the hit stick. Uh he's he's a guy that gets off the bus and you're like, all right, uh what's up with this guy? He's he's kind of small and, and and you know about five nine, about 180, 190 pounds, but he's the career leader for Georgia State in interceptions. Um he has returned multiple for for, uh, for pick sixes, he had a pick six against against Ball State um, there in the bowl game in 2021. He is a tough customer. He is always around the ball. Uh, in, in this defense, basically, he is a rover. So I see him be, being very, very active, uh, certainly with the opportunity uh, coming with the ball being in the air uh, quite a bit with, uh, with Drake May and that Tar Heel offense. But you know, I, I think what Georgia State has really tried to do over the last season and a half to really two seasons is really stop the opponent's run. Uh, they did mm-hmm. a really good job against that in, in facing power five opponents the last few years from a running back point of view they had trouble that like we talked about a little bit earlier, containing yeah, sure. Sam Howell, uh, you know, from that standpoint. But if you're just looking to line it up and, and run on this front seven, even though they look a little small, uh, they do things with their, with their defensive front. They constantly move and and their linebackers move around a little bit. Uh, they're tough customers and, and uh, their, their interior line is probably one of the better, uh, in the group of five, basically not going to get a ton of credit because they're not putting up huge stats, obviously a defensive tackler, nose guard, but you know they allow the, the linebackers this, to run around and
0: make plays. So I think it's going to definitely be a line of scrimmage game on that side. Interesting. And, and that was unique because last week at App State, Carolina didn't quite – have nearly the success running the ball as they had against Florida A&M. And part of that was game script, too. They fell behind 21-7 early and had to take to the air. But I'm really curious to see uh, what the Panthers coaching staff has been able to take away from that, of how to uh, remove some of the wheels off the running game, as it were, and force Drake May into making those decisions through the air. Um, Man, that'll be really interesting to watch how that all unfolds. All right, folks, we want to talk about the flip side of it, what things are going to look like when uh, Georgia State has the ball and North Carolina is coming on defense. It's been porous so far for the Tar Heels. We'll talk about it in just a second after I tell you about our drive for five. We are in the midst of our drive for five. We're working to get locked on YouTube up to 5,000 subscribers by the time the first basketball game tips off on November 7th. would love to invite you to join us in that adventure. Help come along. We're getting closer and closer every single day and want to just keep growing this community so that when basketball season kicks off, we're ready to go and all in together. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Well, in the same way that the North Carolina offense has been humming as good as they've been, the defense has been the complete flip-flop opposite of that, getting gashed, uh, getting giving up 61 points last week to App State. So the question is, Ben, are the Tar Heels going to be able to hold the Panthers under 60 or no?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know it's one of those one of those gamblers' uh, dreams, right? You want you want to look and hammer the over potentially, but uh, you know as we think it's going to be a high scoring game, uh, you know I think the Panthers do want to control the ball, they want to control the clock. Uh, they do exceptionally well when they uh, rush for 50 times or more in a game. Um, they, they want to get the rushing you know count rushing attempts up. And there are times where they'll hit the gas and, and, and rev things up. Mm. Uh, I don't see that being the being the game plan uh, on Saturday, just because of how uh, you know how strong that North Carolina offense is. Is they're going to want to yeah. control the ball and, and get out yep. there and be yep. able to ground Absolutely. and pound. Um, but they do you know, they, against South Carolina. They rotated three running backs. You know, started with Tucker Greg. Uh, they call him Tucker the Trucker. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you're if you're a Power Five guy, you remember a guy by the name of Peyton Hillis out of Arkansas. He's kind of Absolutely. built that way. Uh, you know, a guy that's going to you know, slam in between the tackles. Then you've got former four-star uh, Jamias Williams, who uh, actually uh, was a signee and, and uh, played for South Carolina on the defense side of the ball. And Georgia State's flipped him to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, has big-time speed and wheels uh, out of the backfield, and and uh, you know popped to popped to pick a 41-yarder on his uh, first carry uh, the the other night. So in uh, Williams Bryce in, in his homecoming, but um, you're going to see you know. Ha- him move the ball as well as Darren Granger. Darren Granger is a dual threat guy. Wants to get out and run the run as well. Uh, he'll pull it down almost. You know, Coach Sean Elliott talked about it, almost every single play is a run pass option for him. So wow. he has an opportunity to basically pull it down. You know, take opportunities to go down the field potentially when when it's there. Um, I think the other side, too, that, you know, something that I'm looking forward to is, hey, these Tar Heel defenders, they, they know, and they've been told for two weeks how terrible they are, right? At some point, these guys are going to, you know, pick up and, and want to make a play of their own selves. So, you know, the Panthers do need to be cautious of that and not try to say, hey, they're, they're not competing against air here. So they do need to, <laughs> you know, go out there and, and obviously execute and, and uh, take things. But, you know, credit to Darren Granger. Since he's taken over, um, he's been one of the nation's leaders in, in, in not turning the ball over. He only had four picks last season. Um, wow. Does a really good job protecting the football um, and that's the one big thing with this offense is if, if they, it's okay to basically take an incomplete pass. It's okay to to go back and, and go back to the drawing board and, and pull from there. But um, I, I do expect a little bit more wrinkles here and there, um, you know, with, with guys in motion, something they just really couldn't, you know, move South Carolina's front seven a tremendous amount. Um, they do a lot of jet motion, jet sweeps, have guys in motion. They'll even – have some elements of the of the triple option potentially getting guys in motion and and kind of uh, moving things around so um certainly playing at home will be a factor and they will want to pull out some some plays as well but um you know they're they're as we mentioned a little bit earlier they're they're pretty healthy on the offensive side of the ball uh you had two first-time starters at tackle left and right tackle had bryson broadway at left tackle right tackle was Montavious cunningham um so now getting back home getting able to reevaluate that film i do see a a, you know a jump in the step forward with those two. So they they are that's the goal. They want to move move the other other team off the ball. They want to move the, the Tar heels down the field and, and convert on third downs, which they struggled, you know, Saturday against South Carolina as well. So um, you know, they they do want to continue to do that and and they're not fearful or bashful about going on fourth down as well, as they went several times uh in Williams Price <laughs> last Saturday. So nice. Sean Elliott not gonna kick field goals, especially even at home. He wants to he wants to go and try to take the points yep. anyway and yep. get it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be a big thing. Coach Chiswick's defense had trouble getting off the field early in the game last week on third down. But uh, it's a whole different psychology when it's like you got to get off the field on third down. And again, on fourth down, you got to recreate that same uh, thing. And so really curious to see how that can happen, how Carolina's linebackers can step up and run support and help uh, keep things in check there. Ben Moore. Brother, great stuff. Thank you so much for the primer on Georgia State. Cannot wait to see how this unfolds in Atlanta on Saturday. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, I Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. And that's it for this week on Locked on Tar Heels. I hope you have a great time this weekend. Enjoy the game. Cheer hard. Be happy when the offense is going crazy. Don't get too down when the defense is inevitably struggling. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shaden. Make sure to go give our guy Ben a follow on Twitter as well. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the 2022 NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks so much for spending that last day of your week talking Carolina football with me and with Ben. And I want to remind you that it is always a great day to be at Tar Heel. Until next week, peace.